Hello and welcome to Serrated Edge. Um, there's a construction site outside, so I'm trying to hide under the blankets right now. Yeah. Um, today I'm going to be reading The Twits by Roald Dahl. Um, yes, I hope you enjoy it. Took forever, but I finally got under the blanket. Now I can talk normal. Okay, so now we are on this chapter. Chapter this: Mrs. Twit has the shrieks. As soon as Mrs. Twit sat down, Mr. Twit pointed at her and shouted, "There you are! You're sitting in your old chair, and you've shrunk so much your feet aren't even touching the ground." Mrs. Twit looked down at her feet, and by golly, the man was right. Her feet were not touching the ground. Mr. Twit, you see, had been just as clever with the chair as he'd been with the walking stick. Every night when he had gone downstairs and stuck a little bit extra onto the stick, he had done the same to the four legs of Mrs. Twit's chair. Just look at you sitting there in your same old chair, he cried. And you've shrunk so much, your feet are dangling in the air. Mrs. Twit went white with fear. You've got the shrinks, cried Mr. Twit, pointing his finger at her like a pistol. You've got them badly. You've got the most terrible case of shrinks I've ever seen. Mrs. Twit became so frightened, she began to dribble. But Mr. Twit, still remembering the worms in his spaghetti, didn't feel sorry for her at all. I suppose you know what happens when you get the shrinks," he said. "What?" gasped Mrs. Twit. "What happens? Your head shrinks into your neck, and your neck shrinks into your body, and your body shrinks into your legs, and your legs shrink into your feet, and in the end, there's nothing left except a pair of." Of shoes and a bundle of old clothes. I can't bear it," cried Mrs. Twit. "Um, it's a terrible disease," said Mr. Twit. "The worst in the world." "How long have I got?" cried Mrs. Twit. "How long before I finish up as a bundle of old clothes and a pair of shoes?" Um,、uh, Mr. Twit put on a very solemn face. "At the rate you're going," he said, shaking his head sadly, "I'd say not more than ten or or eleven days." But isn't there anything we can do? cried Mrs. Twit. There's only one cure for the shrinks, said Mr. Twit. Tell me, she cried. Oh, tell me quickly. We'll have to hurry, said Mr. Twit. I'm ready. I'll hurry. I'll do anything you say, cried Mrs. Twit. You won't last long if you don't, cried Mr. Twit, giving her another grizzly grin. What is it I must do? cried Mrs. Twit, clutching her cheeks. You've got to be stretched, said Mr. Twit. Chapter I don't know.
Mrs. Twit Gets a Stretching. Mr. Twit led Mrs. Twit outdoors where he had everything ready for the great stretching. He had 100 balloons and lots of string. He had a gas cylinder for filling the balloons. He had a fi- he had fixed an iron ring into the ground. Stand here, he said, pointing to the iron ring. He, he then tied Mrs. Twit's ankles to the iron ring. When that was done, he began filling the balloons with gas. Each balloon was on a long string when it was filled up with gas. And when it was filled up with gas, it pulled on the string, trying to go up and up. Mr. Twit tied the end of the string to the top half of Mrs. Twit's body. Some he tied round her neck, some under her arms, some to her wrists, and even some to her hair. Soon there were 50 colored balloons floating in the air above Mrs. Twit's head. Can you feel them stretching you? asked Mr. Twit. I can, I can, cried Mrs. Twit. They're stretching me like mad. He put on another ten balloons. The upward pull became very strong. Mrs. Twit was quite helpless now. With her feet tied to the ground tied to the ground and her arms pulled upwards by the balloon, she was unable to move. She was a prisoner, and Mr. Twit intended to um Intended to go away and leave her like that a couple of days and nights to teach her a lesson. In fact, he was just about to leave when Mrs. Twit opened her big fat mouth and said something silly. Are you sure my feet are tied properly to the ground? She gasped. If those strings around my ankles break, it'll be goodbye for me. And that's when Mr. Twit... And that's what gave Mr. Twit his second nasty idea chapter i still don't know mrs twit goes ballooning up there's enough pull here to take me to the moon mrs twit cried out to take you to the moon exclaimed mr twit what a ghastly thought we wouldn't want anything like that to happen oh dear me no we certainly wouldn't cried mrs twit put some more string around my ankles quickly i want to feel absolutely safe very well my angel said mr twit and with a ghoulish grin on his lips he knelt down at her feet. He took a knife from his pocket and with one cl- quick slash, he cut through the strings holding Mrs. Twit's ankles to the iron ring. She went up like a rocket. Help! She screamed. Save me! But there was no saving her now. In a few seconds, she was high up in the blue sky and climbing fast. Mr. Twit st- stood below looking up. What a pretty sight, he said to himself. How lovely all those balloons look in the sky. What a marvelous bit of luck for me. At last, the old hag is lost and gone forever. Mrs. Twit comes ballooning down. Mrs. Twit may have been ugly, and she may have been beastly, but she was not stupid. High up in the sky, she had some a bright idea. If I can get rid of some of these balloons, she said to herself, I will stop going up and start coming down. She began biting through the strings that held the balloons to her wrists and arms and neck and hair. Each time she bit through a string and let the balloon float away, the upward pull got less and her rate of climb slowed down. When she had bitten through 20 strings, she stopped going altogether. She stayed still in the air. She bit through one more string. Very, very slowly, she began to float downwards. It was a calm day. There was no wind at all. And because of this, Mrs. Twin 
Mrs. Twit had gone absolutely straight up. She now began to come absolutely straight down. As she floated gently down, Mrs. Twit's petticoat billowed out like a parachute, showing her long knickers. It was a grand sight on a glorious day, and thousands of birds came flying in from miles around to stare at this extraordinary old woman in the sky. Um, and now, Mr. Twit gets a shock. Mr. Twit, who thought he had seen his ugly wife for the last time, was sitting in the garden, celebrating with a mug of beer. He really likes his beer, doesn't he? Silently, Mrs. Twit came floating down. When she was about the height of the house above Mr. Twit, he suddenly called out at the top of... She suddenly... No, she suddenly called out at the top of her voice. Here I come, you you grizzly old grunion, you rotten old turnip, you filthy old frumpet. Mr. Twit jumped as though he'd been stung by a giant wasp. He dropped his beer. He looked up. He, he gaped. He gasped. He gurgled. A few choking... A, a few choking sounds came out of his mouth. Ugh, he said. Ugh, ouch. I'll get you for this. I'll get you for this, shouted Mr. Twit. Mrs. Twit, sorry. She was floating down right on top of him. She was purple with rage and slashing the air with her long walking stick, which she had somehow managed to hang on to all the time. I'll swish you to... To a swazzle, she said. I'll swatch you to a swizzle. I'll gnash you to a nozzle. I'll gnash you to a nozzle. Wait, what? I'll gnash you to a nozzle. I'll gnash you to a nozzle. That's better. And before Mr. Twit had time to run away, this bundle of balloons and petticoats and fiery fury landed right on top of him, lashing out with the stick and cracking him all over his body. And we're going to stop for now. Um... I hope you liked it. This episode was uh, produced, as always, by me, Gavin Snyder, and narrated um, by Gavin Snyder. Again, um, if you would like to support Serrated Edge, you can subscribe wherever you listen. Um, Tell a friend about us, make a poster, send in a recording so we could feature feature it on the podcast. Anything you can think of. Um, we hope you liked it.